David said, One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all, say all, all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. If you read that in the message translation, it reads this way. I'm asking God for one thing. Only one thing. To live with him in his house my whole life long. I'll contemplate his beauty. And I'll study at his feet. I'm going to preach to you this morning a word that the Lord gave me on Tuesday of this week. Now, some of you thought I was going to preach an old message. I preached on one thing before that Paul talked about in the New Testament. But this is a different one thing we're going to talk about today that David talked about in the book of Psalms. Only one thing. Only one thing. One more time. Pray with me and for me. Father, thank you so much for your presence and your anointing in this house today. Thank you for every precious person that's represented here. Lord, I thank you for your word that has been declared in this room today. I pray, Lord, that for the next few moments, Lord, that you would remove every hindrance and distraction that would prohibit us from hearing and receiving what you would speak to us. Lord, I pray for myself that you would decrease me until I am nothing, that your Holy Spirit may be increased within me. I don't want to speak my words today at all, and I don't want to speak your word by the enticing words of men's wisdom, but Lord, I want your word to come forth today in the power and the demonstration of your spirit. I want every ear to hear and every heart to receive what you're speaking to us about this coming year, because God, I believe you have something great in store that we can't even imagine, but God, it's attainable. I believe that we can grasp onto it. We can grab a hold of it if we hear and receive your word today and apply it to our lives. We give you the glory, the honor, and the praise for it in advance. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, amen. You may be seated today. Crowded, pressed, overwhelmed, panicked, pressured, distracted, Pursued, sleepless, scattered, scared, and shattered. Some of y'all thought I was talking about Walmart or Kroger on Christmas Eve. But the truth today is I'm describing what seems to be the consistent condition, and I had more words, I had to stop somewhere. But the con consistent condition of one man's life, even though he changes status and position. Although it may be most on display at two different times in David's life. I don't have time to go back and read all of the scripture to give you the story of David, but I want to summarize some things for you. He certainly must have felt this way early on in his life when he was overlooked by his family. Anybody know what that feels like? When he was um, anointed to be king, but he was misunderstood by his brothers. He was mistrusted by the current king. He was running for his life at one point in scripture through no fault of his own. 
He was living in caves, hiding like an animal. He was a national hero at one point, but now he had gone fugitive, and he was on the most wanted list. And then all of a sudden, he becomes king, and you would think that everything would have been right in the world, but that same scene begins to replay again. And even though he's now surrounded by armies at his command, palaces and servants, he's also dealing with dysfunction in his command and in his family. Betrayal by close allies. Am I talking to anybody this morning? He had, the, he had gone through the death of a son and the disloyalty of another son. And in both cases where as a shepherd boy or as a ruling king, he faced all of these feelings that I just read to you. And I draw your attention to this today because although most Bible scholars attribute today's text to the early years of David's life when he was on the run from Saul, I think it's important to see that the when of what he says isn't as important as the what of what he says. Whether in lack or in luxury, whether he was an accused convict or a conquering king, whether as a singer or a soldier, whether as a fugitive or a father, he comes, he arrives at the same decision in our text. Elijah, if you'll put the message translation of verse 4 up there for me once again, please. He comes to the same conclusion when he says, I'm asking God for one thing. And then he emphasizes only one thing, to live with him in his house my whole life long. I'll contemplate his beauty. I'll study at his feet. If you'll leave that up there for just a few moments, I want you to think about this statement this morning. If it was made while running from Saul, then think about all of the things that he could have requested. He could have rightfully requested justice, Retribution, revenge. Y'all quiet this morning, but I know how y'all are. He could have requested safety. He could have requested help, and there would have been nothing wrong in doing so. He could have requested peace. If it was while he was king, then he, he could have asked for restoration for his family. There's nothing wrong with that. He could have asked for healing for his son. Somebody help me preach this morning. Nothing wrong with that. He could have asked for wisdom. He could have asked for so many different things. However, what I want to point out this morning is not what he requested. It was the scope of his request. In all of his panic, in all of his pain, his confusion, in all of the distraction and in all of the pressure he was going through, David narrows down his request to one thing. David somehow came to the place in his life where even in light of everything that he so desperately needed God to do for him, he was able to use laser-like focus and ask God for only one 
thing. The description that I started with doesn't just sound like David's experience. It sounds like ours as well, doesn't it? Can I get anybody that will be real with me this morning? Some of you are coming out of 2023 and approaching 2024 in a situation that sounds like David's early life. It's been a brutal year, and it's okay. It's okay to say amen if that's you. It's been a brutal year. Nothing has gone like you planned. Provision, you didn't know what I was going to talk about, Kendall. Provision has been scarce. It doesn't seem to be what you would have called the year of favor. You thought it would be the year of healing, maybe. But you come down to the last day of 2023, and now it seems like healing is just a distant hope. Well, Maybe next year. But then there's others of you this morning that are coming into 2024 on top. And it's okay for you to say amen if that's you. 2023 has been a good year. Maybe you were promoted from shepherd to king, theoretically speaking. But there's still many things, even if it was a great year, that you desire and could request. Right? The truth is, folks whether in the valley or on the mountain, the requests that we have for God in the coming days and months of our lives could fill a multi-volume set of books. Books upon books of requests. But I want to challenge us today. And this is what the Lord spoke to me on Tuesday. I want to challenge us to take a page out of the book of David's life. And in all of the chaos, and in all of the things that we could request, like resources, raises, promotions, healing, breakthrough, reconciliation, or any multitude of things, I want to challenge you today. Drill it down to only one thing. If you could ask God for only one thing, if you knew that in 2024 God was only going to give you one request, if you knew that you could only see, and I'm not saying that's the way it's going to be, but I'm saying if you knew that you could only see one promise, one miracle, receive only one answer, and this is different for every single one of us, then what would you request? Think about that this morning. If at the end of 2024, God only gives you one thing, then what is that one thing that would cause you to sit back in thankfulness knowing that God did enough in 2024? If you got this one thing, that it would make all the other things that you may be facing more tolerable. See, we ask for, I believe we do this a lot, we ask for so many things. We fail to hone it in on one thing at a time to ask God for. We just want to come, and here's the thing that I found. We become real good prayer warriors when we're in need. We become real good prayer partners 
when we got a real life crisis going on in our lives. We come to God and we can spend an hour or two hours in prayer when there's something that we're asking him to do or a multitude of things that we need him to do. But when we're living on the mountain, he goes days on end without hearing a word from us. What is your one thing for 2024? As a church, we started, as we started 2023, our one thing, if you don't, if you weren't here or if you don't remember, our one thing was putting the kingdom first. That's what I stood in this pulpit and preached to you on January 1st. Now, to be honest with you, I didn't exactly remember what I had preached because when the Lord gave me this, I thought, what did I even preach last year? So I went back and I found it. And I stood in this pulpit and recapped what God had done in 2022 to you. For I recapped for you what God had done in 2022 in this church. 2022, not this year. In 2022, we saw 27 people saved. 13 people rededicate their lives to the Lord. 23 people followed him in water baptism. 13 people were baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence in speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. And 60 members were added to this local body of believers in 2022. And in that message that morning, I went back and read through the whole thing. I proceeded to remind you that 2022 had came to a close, because that was January the 1st, actually, of this year when I preached that. But if we would put the kingdom of God first in our lives, each and every one of us, that we could see him do even more in 2023. I proclaimed this passage of Scripture to you. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33 in the Christian Standard Bible reads this way. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all, say all, all of these things that you're asking God for will be provided for you if you seek the kingdom first. And so then in that message, I posed a question to you. I said, who wants to be part of advancing his kingdom in 2023. Who says with your pastor this morning, from this day forward, I'll put the kingdom first. And once I read that message, I did remember the altar response right here on that morning. I remember some specific people that were pouring their hearts out, giving themselves to God unreservedly in an altar of prayer. Can I tell you this morning that God still honors sincere hearts? God honors when we get our priorities right. Boy, that's a tough one to preach in the church today. Because nobody likes you telling them they got their priorities out of order. Matter of fact, nobody likes you telling them nothing. Because every man's ways is right in his own eyes. That's what the Word says. But this passage of Scripture doesn't, doesn't give us a lot to uh, negotiate or debate there, does it? But seek, what? First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be provided for you. God blesses. He still blesses. When a core of people decide to truly put the kingdom of God first in their lives. And what I'm about to share with you had me shouting happy in my family room on Tuesday. 
Because I stand before you this morning and can tell you with confidence that because many of you made a personal choice in your life to put the kingdom of God first this year, God has blown our minds with the results. If you remember those numbers I just shared with you from 2022, listen at this. In 2023... We have seen 49 people receive Jesus as their Savior. I'm believing for number 50 before we leave here today. If you've come in this place not right with God, you're in the right place at the right time. Today is your day. When I put that down, I was like, God, can't I find one more somewhere? If we're at 49, let's go for 50. Because I like round numbers. Anybody like round numbers? Listen to this. We have seen 75 people rededicate their lives to Jesus this year. (laughs) 48 of the 49 have followed the Lord in water baptism. I don't know where the one is, but we need to get you registered. Say amen, somebody. And if you did follow the Lord in water baptism, there are still baptismal certificates to pick up at the Welcome Center. If you've been baptized and haven't got it, grab it today. And in 2023, instead of 13, we saw 21 people baptized in the Holy Ghost. And this one really blows my mind. 116 members were added to the fellowship of this local church in 2023. That's many of you that are seated here this morning. Why am I sharing that? Bragging rights? Absolutely not. But do you see what happens when you focus on what God is speaking? Did you hear me? 2023 almost doubled 2022 in almost every single ministerial category. Won't God do it? The kingdom of God. We're not building, let me be clear about this, we're not building our own little kingdom here. We're building the kingdom of God. Some of those folks that got saved are going to church with family somewhere else. That's fine. We bless that. I just thank God that they found him right here. The kingdom, though, is being built. The kingdom of God is being built because we committed to put his kingdom first. But I believe this coming year, the Lord is speaking to us to look past The multitudes of needs that may be present in our own individual lives and focus on only one thing. Some of you need to hear me this morning. We live in a society that is overwhelmed. That's why anxiety is so rampant. Overwhelmed. That's what the Lord spoke to me. Some of you can't get an answer on certain things because you squirrel around too much. I don't know if God talks to you like he talks to me, but he talks to me in a language I can understand. 
What's that mean? You go from one thing to another before you can, before you even, God don't even know which one you're wanting him to do first. Are you with me this morning? You're not focusing on one thing. The Bible says we have not because we ask not or because we ask amiss. Are you with me? We don't focus on anything or we're asking it to consume it upon our own lust. I believe that if we will focus, narrow it down, zone in on it, get serious with God about it, that we'll see God. Maybe you can do the one thing, and then when the one thing's done, you move on to something else. Maybe by 2025, you'll stand up and say, God did not one but 10 things that I put before him last year, or 12, one every month. Psalms 34 and 10 says, young lions lack food and go hungry. But those who seek the Lord will not lack any good thing. That's a good word. Proverbs chapter 8 and verse 17 says, I love those who love me, and those who seek me find me. I believe what it is possible for God to do in 2024 would blow our minds. Now listen to me. I'm, I'm almost finished. I'm not that far from being done. I thank him for everything he's done in 2023. I do, I thank him. I praise him for it. It's been the best year of ministry that Angie and I have ever experienced in our ministry. But listen to me. He's done so much for some of you in 2023. Some of y'all, anybody been delivered in 2023? Look at this. How many days you clean now, Brendan? 130 days clean. How many of y'all been healed in 2023? Or your baby's been healed? Yeah? You should have seen the hands that went out. How many of y'all could say, he's been Jehovah Jireh every time I've needed a provider in 2023? Now listen, we ought to thank him for what he did in 2023 but we should not be content to stay there. I said we should not be content to stay there. we got to keep moving forward. Now, for some, 2023 is not the year that you want to talk about or commit to memory. And you're ready to move forward to what God has in store in 2024. At least I hope that's the case. If it's been a rough year, that's okay. If all you can say about 2023 is I got through it, that's a testimony. But listen to me. If it's been a rough year, don't lay down and wallow in what has been. But get up in the name of Jesus and press toward the mark of what is yet to be. It's a season for new. I didn't even know. Whew, I felt the Lord when I said that. It's a season for new. I didn't even know what they were going to sing when I wrote this message. Whether it's been a good year or a not so good year, it's time to move forward into a new season of what God will do. And I believe if we will get down to business with God, if we will fast. How many has never fasted before? Let me see your hands. That's nothing to be embarrassed about. So let me see. All right. Participate with us. I promise you, it'll be a blessing. If we will fast, if we will pray, and if we will not get distracted 
from focusing on that one thing. I feel like I'm prophetically speaking to you this morning. God will move. I said God will move on that one thing. God is going to move. Don't get stuck in the past, whether it's been good or whether it's been bad. Get up and go with Jesus. He wants to do something new. I think this is the last scripture I'm reading, I believe. Isaiah chapter 43 Verses 18 through 21. I want you to watch this. But forget all that. I love the New Living Translation. Billy Graham endorsed it. If it's good for Billy Graham, it's good for me. But forget all that. It is nothing. It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do. When I read that on Tuesday, my mind went back to what God did in 2022 then I saw what God did this year, and then I see God saying, it's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. Now let's read on. For I'm about to do something, what? New. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I'll make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. The wild animals in the fields will thank me, the jackals and owls too, for giving them water in the desert. Yes, I will make rivers in the dry wasteland. Do you see that emphasis there? He said it twice so you'd hear him this time. I will make, you're going through a dry spell? Yes, I will make rivers through a dry wasteland. So my chosen people can be refreshed. I have made Israel, that's the church, a type and shadow of a picture of the church. I have made Israel for myself. Also a good reminder why you should stand with those that stand with Israel. I, I have made Israel for myself, and they will someday honor me before the whole world. Tomorrow begins a new year. And I'm going to prophesy to you this morning. And you know I don't use that word a whole lot, but I believe in prophecy. And I believe I'm prophetically speaking right now. I do. I am going to prophesy to you this morning that if you will get serious. Because when God spoke to me and said only one thing, and I thought, what are you saying, Lord? And then he directed me to that scripture. Only one thing. If you will get serious about your one thing with God, if you will eagerly seek him, God is going to do something new for his people, his chosen people. As a matter of fact, he's already started. Whoo, I said he's already started. I feel like Isaiah. I don't know why I didn't get a response on that this morning. I feel like Isaiah. Don't you see it? <laughs> Can't you see what God's already begun to do? He's already started. He's already made a pathway for us through the wilderness we've been living in. He's already been providing water for his people in the middle of a dry wasteland. While this world system is experiencing drought in God's kingdom... There's a wellspring of refreshing for his people. Hmm.
For some of you have said in your heart, I don't like the new. Mm. I don't want the new. But I say to you, I have not placed you in positions of authority or in a seat of judgment to decide when and how I move for my people. I say to you, if you will hearken and heed to this word that is being preached to you this morning, if you will focus on that one thing, not only will I move and answer the one thing that you have before me, I will do something new, something unlike what this world has seen. I desire, as I sent a prophet by this way just less than a month ago, to declare to you, I have a harvest that is ready. I say to you again this morning, do not not curse the new do not reject the new but embrace the new and you will see what I will do and the harvest will be given unto you saith the Lord of hosts hallelujah 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 some of y'all ought to worship him this morning hallelujah well glory I didn't have anything about Nancy McKitty coming by here in my message today, but God did. He's reminding us. If you wasn't here on that Sunday morning, he's reminding us. And God said, don't curse the new. I didn't have anything about that in my message either, but God did. Listen to me this morning. Whew, I thank the Lord for that. It's time to honor him. I said it's time to honor him. It's time to put personal agendas aside. It's time to put personal preferences aside. I've got my own. You've got your own. But what matters is reaching them. <laughs> Whew. Let me say this. We ought to be, how many saved in this house this morning? We ought to be mature enough to serve the Lord without getting hung up on our own personal preferences. That was applaudable, whether you applauded or not. We ought to be mature enough. If it reaches them, that's why God put us here. Listen to me this morning. It's time to honor the Lord. They can go ahead and come to the music by focusing on one thing. Let me pause and say this as well. I always try to do this, and I didn't. I might have got ahead of myself there. If you have never experienced what just took place there, there's two different kinds of tongues specifically mentioned in Scripture. One is the gift of tongues and interpretation, which is what you just experienced, the Spirit of the Lord speaking to His people, and then the Word being interpreted as a sign to both the believer and the unbeliever. Then there's what George was talking about this morning, your personal prayer language. And that's the evidence of the initial infilling of the Holy Ghost is when you receive that prayer language. And I want to encourage you, if, that's, if that is bizarre or strange to you or you've never experienced it before, let me just say this. Don't judge what you don't understand. Hang around long enough. Hang around long enough and you will experience for yourself. You will connect for yourself. Now let me move on to this. 
It's time to honor God before the world by focusing on one thing, by striving every day of 2024 to do what is right in His eyes, to seek eagerly for more of Him, and to passionately, passionately pursue those that are thirsty and bid them, beg them to come and drink of the water of life freely. To come and find rest for their souls. Get ready. I said get ready. God's about to do something new. More are coming. The Lord's already prepared me for that. More are coming. I said they're coming. There's some that are watching online right now. And they're saying, I've got to get myself back to the house of God with God's people. I say, yeah, you do. Online is good, but it never takes the place of being here in person. Then there's others that are saying, I've got to get to that church. You know why? It's because you're thirsty. It's because you're hungry. I've watched online long enough. i got to get to where God is moving. I'm telling you, come on. There's room for you here. We'll make a place for you. Woo, hallelujah. We'll make a place for you here. 2024 is your year. God is doing something new. And I don't want you to miss what God's going to do. I'm telling you, Freedom Point Church, I believe we've only, only seen the beginning of the prophecy that was given shortly after this church was planted. Over 10 years ago, there was a prophecy given that said, I will send them from the north, from the south, from the east, and from the West. He's doing that even now. He's doing that even now. But he's also wanting to do something new. It's already begun. I said it's already begun. Don't you see it? God is doing it. God is doing it. You'll stand with me all over the room this morning. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Maybe you haven't yet became a part of this kingdom. You're who I'm talking about this morning. You are not in this building or watching online by chance today. Do you hear me? I said you are not in this building or watching online by chance today. You are here because God himself destined for you to be here today so that you could become a part of his kingdom. And all you have to do, listen to me how simple it is to be adopted in is to accept Him as your Savior and then make Him your Lord. You are just 
one decision away from becoming his child. One decision. And I believe there's a room full of people here this morning that will testify with me to you that Jesus Christ will be the best decision you'll ever make in your life. Why in this world would you leave this room today without him? You say, preacher, I ain't ready. Listen, don't try to get ready. You'll never get yourself ready. That's why you come to Jesus because he's the one that gets you ready. Don't put him off today. As we open this altar in just a moment, I want you to find a place to pray with every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're here today and you say, preacher, that's me you're talking to. I'm not so sure that I'm a part of this kingdom. Would you just slip your hand up? I don't know that I'm ready to meet Jesus. If I should go out into eternity today, I'm not 100% positive that I would make heaven my home. I'm just not sure. If that's you, would you slip your hand up and put it back down? Thank you. Yes, thank you. Anybody else? I'm just not 100% sure. Thank you. Yes, sir, ma'am. Thank you. Church, would you pray today? There's some folks here that I believe, I believe God wants to push it over 50 today. I believe there's some here that need to make a first-time decision or a repeat decision to say, Jesus, I confess that I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Wash me in your blood. Cleanse me and forgive me. Come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. And from this day forward, I'll serve you for the rest of my life. That's all you have to pray this morning. Somebody testify with me. That's all you have to pray this morning. So with nobody looking around, if you slipped your hand up, would you do that? Would you be bold enough to take that first step toward this altar? Just all you got to do is come up here and kneel, pray that prayer. Would you do that this morning? I want you to be ready. If you slipped your hand up, would you do that? Would you be bold enough to step out and come to this altar this morning? Come on. Come on, sir. Come on. Come on, man. Come on. Come on, they're coming. I promise you. Woo! I promise you. It'll be the best decision you've ever made. I need some folks to pray with them this morning. Prayer warriors, I need some folks to pray with them. Anybody else that lifted your hand? I feel the Holy Ghost in this room. Don't put it off. Don't put it off today. If you lifted your hand, would you be bold enough to step out? And accept Jesus today. Anybody else? Now for the rest of us that's here. When you came today. How many people was given a card. When you came in today. If you were not given a card. Eric and Flora and some of my greeters. Are going to be standing outside these doors after service. Get one of these cards. Or you can come to the altar. I'll lay them right here. And get a card this morning. I want you to focus on one thing. I want you to write it down on this card, but I want you to keep it. Now listen, it's easy to flippantly just say it's this or that, but I want you to contemplate on it and really get down to business with God. Narrow it down to that one thing. You may not even write it down here today, but write it down today. Take this card with you. Pray over it. If you know what it is, pray over it at this altar this morning. 
I'm getting ready to open it for all of you. Pray over it at this altar this morning. Proclaim to God that this is what you're going to focus on until you see it come to pass. Here's what I want you to do. Take this card after you write it on there. Put it up somewhere and keep it. Hold on to it. Don't lose it. Don't Definitely don't let it go in the trash. Because I'm prophesying to you this morning. When God does it. Ooh, I feel the Lord right now. When God does it. You pick that card up. You don't have to write your name on it. You can if you want to. You don't have to. When God does it. I want you to bring it back to church with you. And when we begin to sing and worship, I want you to approach this altar and just lay it down and say, thank you, God, you did it. Woo! My Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost all over this place this morning. As they sing, bring that one thing to God today.